Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. Hello. Here we are, almost to February. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's snowing other places. Mm-hmm. Not here. Nope. I mean, it's re- it's cold today. It's 61. <laughs> Ooh. Burr. It's going to get a- I think it's going to get into the low 70s later in the week. I'm wearing so. layers, so. I had to work upstairs in the loft because it was too cold downstairs in the office. This is the part where we make you hate us. <laughs> okay, you. but we've been born and bred. Well, almost all of us have been. <gasps> Um, born and bred in Arizona, so we have thin blood. Bruce has been here for a long time, so he kind of counts. But Sam, today, well, technically Friday, 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 passed her citizenship test, so she can now become an American citizen. Oh, I didn't know that. Thin-blooded wow. American Although, citizen. to this conversation, I come from Africa, which <laughs> also doesn't qualify me as someone yes. who's a cult. That's right. <laughs> in any way. You fit right in. Yeah. So that's why she moved to Phoenix, because we're the closest to Africa. Wait, well, no, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Geographically, absolutely. It wasn't a geography test. Oh. No. Don't worry. We will keep you guys informed when she does her final swearing in. We will probably video it. Go check our Facebook, our, our Instagram yeah. uh, stories. You can see the video of us playing the national anthem for her this morning. And eating apple pie. Well, obviously. Will you yeah. do that at the Capitol? Is that where they do it? Or where do they? Um, it varies different courthouses over the valley. So I'll get wow. a letter at some point telling me where to go. And then wow. To, and yeah. then we'll make banners and it'll be great. <laughs> Gosh. Well, this week we are reading, um, the devotional take a hike, which, you know, I actually didn't write down what day it is, um, in the devotional. So you can look in the index and find it and just, you know, it'll be a nice surprise. But Brie, would you read that for us? Absolutely. So take a hike. Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word to cease. As in stopping from our normal work and schedules, we all need a break from our routines to restore our vision, creativity, energy, and to experience more focused joys with God. He knew this when he instituted ceasing. Ceasing means we have to stop what we are doing. Many of us are not good stoppers. We incessantly move to the next thing. Without stopping, you cannot rest. You can choose many things from which to rest besides work. These can include resting from worry, errands, technology, multitasking, and talking. Conversely, God's grace means you get to delight in his creation and enjoy a sense of play with him. Pete Scazzaro (laughs) refers to a Sabbath uh, like receiving the gift of a snow day every week. No obligations, pressures, or responsibilities, or permission to play. Be with friends, read a good book, soak in God's love. Pete says he gives you over seven weeks of snow days every year. This is part of the freedom for which Christ set you free. Psalm 4610. And a lot of you know the beginning of that verse, maybe you know the whole one, but Psalm 4610 says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I love this idea of ceasing, but when it says many of us are not good stoppers, that's definitely me. I really struggle with stopping. I I do that whole double screen thing all the time where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to sit down and and watch a, a TV show, but I'm also looking something up on my phone at the same time or sending an email or like, I feel like I always need to be productive. So it's really hard and almost uncomfortable for me sometimes to actually cease to just stop doing things all the time. On our Instagram, we were, we posted about worry, anxiety, those kinds of things. And you may have guessed it's because some of those things are from our very own lives. Hmm. And when it comes to ceasing, uh, I have a difficulty with it because of identity. I think that I have gotten used to the thought that if I am not doing something productive or if 
I'm not doing something, then that means I'm not taking care of something which provides me worry. And if I'm doing something, then that means that maybe I'm taking care of my worry, except it doesn't work. And the idea that if I am not doing something, I'm not moving, I'm not growing, I'm not whatever, that I'm okay is very foreign to my little soul. Um, and it's not exactly like maybe everyone is. I don't necessarily have to be doing something physically productive as in checking something off a task list like some, but it's there. And it was only a few years back where I got in touch with the power of my belief that I don't have the worth to be still, that I don't have the worth to be enjoyed by God. Um, and I still really anxiously sit with God in stillness about that. <laughs> and I think that God is okay with that. And even though I'm not in experiencing the joys of ceasing, I am experiencing God being with me in the trying to believe my worth, that it's okay that I can cease for a bit. I think it's really difficult to be intentional about this. I, I love what Pete says here about God giving us snow days, but um, probably many people in different countries or states are experiencing snow days, even as they are listening to this. And you realize that actually God was the one who was intentional with the snow day, but that's, that's the trick of this is that we have to be intentional with the snow day. And often when we get a snow day, we realize how much we needed it, but God kind of helped us into it. And what I think he's asking us to think about is that he put in us a, a rhythm that really needs rest. And when we get the rest, it restores us for all kinds of beautiful things. But it's hard to be intentional and then to hold the boundary mm. of, of that. And, and, you know, Sam, earlier when you were talking about, um, taking these days, taking these Sabbath days, what you said about young moms, I think is really important as well. Yeah. Well, I, I heard somebody else say that, um, off, I mean, there, so Sabbath is a thing that people talk about a lot, but it's not, easy for a lot of people in different life stages for like example young mothers or people who have circumstances that don't let them take a full day off mm -hmm. um to expect that you can just take a sunday off and not do anything because you have responsibilities um and i think it doesn't necessarily mean or what we're saying doesn't necessarily mean just stop being responsible for things for a full day but maybe take an hour or two and just stop worrying about something or stop thinking about a conflict that you have with someone um and pick it up again when you can, but um, A, not necessarily a full day, and B, it doesn't have to be stop doing the things that you have to do. Yes. Yeah, you, you may find that as you sit there in your anxiety over all of the anxiety you're trying to cease and yet not achieving it, that other people are just as anxious about you having ceased. Mm -hmm. And they don't like this ceasing. They have expectations <laughs> right. of you, and they are timely. And they maybe didn't have those expectations until you started trying to cease, it seems. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like as a, as a parent, it's like every time you have a snack, your child will come out every single time, <laughs> every time 
And sometimes if you're eating their Halloween candy, every time you're eating <laughs> yeah. their Halloween candy, it will happen. What's their candy, David? What are you talking about? <laughs> Not the point. So <laughs> it's as if all of the worst of other people come out right when you're trying to do the best thing for yourself. And it makes you angry and then makes you feel like it's broken. And this is one of the concepts that I love recently, which actually Sam turned me on to about finishing, that one of the very best things you can do to finish anything that you try is to realize that it will break along the way and just pick up from the best place that you were and keep going. And I think that for me, that has taken the perfection out of living into what works for me to find new rhythms that are growing into what God has for me. And so in ceasing, a little bit at a time is worth celebrating. And a little break here and there is not something that can take the wind out of my sails. Maybe it punctures a little hole, but I've still got a lot of wind and I will celebrate that. And so I think for all of us, we have a tendency to get really down about failing at these things instead of really enjoying what little bit of success we had in enjoying God's delight in us taking a moment to say, I'm worth this. And so it doesn't have to get mean. It doesn't have to get crazy frustrated at other people. And we can develop techniques that work for us to help people to understand in not a mean way, like, hey, I'm going to take this time. And here's how this is going to help you to realize to respect that kindly. <laughs> yeah, I think that part of those expectations and feeling obligations and stuff like that is technology really does foster that and needing to take more drastic steps. Like Brie and I have been putting limits on our phones for how much we can use certain apps and um, like installing or not installing, but choosing to use the down downtime aspect on my iPhone or when I have a Bible study on Monday nights and we all turn our phones on do not disturb because it you're reachable all the time. So even if you're trying to have intentional time or you're trying to rest, even if you don't have kids that come out when you eat a snack, um, you still can get be reached all the time by work or by friends or by parents or by, you know, whatever people are needing from you. And that can make it really hard to rest. And so I know that this is making me think about what else, what other things can I do for when I need to take just an hour? I can, I can set my phone in another room for an hour that no one's going to probably have a crazy emergency that I'm going to solve mm -hmm. in that time. Um, but I think that can make it harder. Yeah, there are no perfect solutions, but there are a lot of positive steps. We know that speaking of iPhones, it is a lot of people's jobs to make those as addictive as possible. And we also know that the addiction that we feel is that sense of connection, that sense of longing, that sense of that we we want something. And so it's very hard to connect to God in the midst of all of the expectations that we feel like either aren't fulfilled in our own lives or aren't fulfilled in other people. And so I literally have to sit in the grief of not having my addictions coped with and let God be like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm so I'm busy about letting God be there with me in my distraught over these what seem like small things, but they're addictions. And I think God's okay because he actually knows that and he wants to spend some time with me being like, yeah, those are real needs that you have, but those are just, um, you're going about it in a way that is not serving you, sir. Mm -hmm. And I like this. It's a very short list. There's a lot of other things that could be in it, but, um, in the devotional, it says these can include resting from worry, errands, technology, multitasking, and talking. 
and so many other things, but really all of those can be our coping mechanisms and our addictions and things that we use to, to feel more worthwhile or to feel like our identity is more secure, um, or to keep us busy so we don't think about other things that are going on. Um, and I think it's interesting to look at ceasing from that aspect of, of setting down those things that we cope with or that we get addicted to, even though they don't look like your typical addictions to have time to rest and just be with ourselves and be with God and let God be with us. Yeah. Since we know that it's difficult, it is challenging to do this. I think one of the takeaways in this podcast is that when we have friends or when we're responsible for people like at work or whatever, that we know well, that we encourage them, we help them, we make space for them to do some ceasing, however we can help. Because as David was saying, there's peer pressure the other way, that there are people who don't want you to cease. Um, and we can be some of those people. And so I think that we can, rather than just be indifferent to it, we can take a step toward our friends, toward our families, toward our colleagues, to help them, to celebrate with them any amount of ceasing that restores their soul and brings them into intimacy with God. As our friends, that will be good for us as well. Yeah. That actually reminds me, last night... Brie wanted to do absolutely nothing with her evening and just have a night to herself and be quiet and just not, not have anything on the calendar. And I happened to need to call her for another reason. Um, <laughs> sorry to interrupt your ceasing, but, um, and when she answered, I said, are you successfully doing nothing? <laughs> and she was, but I wouldn't have known to ask that or if she hadn't told us here at work that that's what she wanted to do. And, you know, she would have needed to tell us if that didn't end up being what she did. So it's a good takeaway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week on the True Face podcast. See you then. <laughs>